Heyo, do you love audio? Well, of course you do. You're listening to this show, aren't you? So here's the thing. I spoke with Audible and after hours of back-breaking negotiation, I was able to convince them to give me a free audiobook. All right, I'll be honest. There was literally no negotiation. All I had to do was go to the website and sign up. Easy, right? And you can do it too. All you have to do is go to www.tinyleapsbook.com and sign up for a free trial. When you do, you'll get your pick of a free audiobook of your choice. Think of books like Think and Grow Rich, So Good They Can't Ignore You, Jab, 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 Right Hook, and even some awesome novels. So head over to www.tinyleapsbook.com and sign up today. I'm going to be starting a free daily newsletter, and I want you to be a part of it. It's called Pilot, and you can think of it as the daily guide to a better you. Each morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll get a brand spanking new email filled with a roundup of articles, videos, and podcast episodes to help you improve every area of your life. Now, it's not quite ready yet, but if you'd like to pre-enroll, head over to tiny.am slash pilot. That's T-I-N-Y dot A-M slash P-I-L-O-T. It's awesome, and maybe I'm biased, but I highly recommend it. In this episode, I want to talk about how to break a sugar addiction. Say no to that second slice of cake, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big changes, big changes, big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about how to break a sugar addiction. Before we start, I realize this episode is a bit late, but back in episode 168, we talked about how sugar affects your body. So if you haven't heard that one, I highly recommend going back and listening to that first. Now, we all know that sugar is tough to deal with. After all, it can have some of the same addictive properties as many street drugs. In fact, many sources confirm that when trying to quit sugar, it often has extreme withdrawal symptoms such as insomnia, chills, headaches, and even muscle pain. So how do you go about quitting something like that? Well, it's not easy, but thankfully, it's possible. In this episode, I want to outline three Very simple but powerful ideas to help you in that goal. But before I do, let me just say one thing. Sugar is something I personally deal with on a daily basis. I can't tell you how often I pack a healthy lunch to bring to work, and then afterwards, I'm hankering for a donut, a cookie, or a slice of cake or something like that. Sometimes I'm able to avoid it, but then a lot of days I cave and, boy, does it taste good. My point is, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm perfect in this. I haven't broken the sugar addiction myself, and I probably never will 100%. But these ideas are what I've come to after personal experience with the subject. So let's get into it. Number one, don't go cold turkey. This advice is actually not set in stone. Many of you listening may have a better chance if you do go cold turkey. But for me, and I think probably most other people, trying to quit something cold turkey is a recipe for failure. Here's why. 
When you go cold turkey, you are setting a hard and fast rule with yourself that you will no longer do this thing. So what's wrong with that? You might say, isn't that what I want? Well, yes, except here's the problem. You've probably been eating sugar your entire life. This has a profound effect, much more than you realize. Your taste buds have a higher sweet standard, which means that foods that aren't high in sugar will taste much more bland than you're used to. And as a result, you'll be much less likely to eat those foods. Additionally, your body is used to having huge spikes in your blood sugar. This means that it's used to the cycle of having extreme energy, followed by a crash, and then getting another spike. What that means is that your energy management skills are going to be pretty lacking. Without sugar, it's going to be tough to maintain your energy all day long because your body's just not used to that. Trying to cut out sugar from your diet when it's something you've unknowingly relied on for most of your life is a huge ask. As such, failure comes easily. The minute you are too tired to focus at work, it will be far easier than you think to just reach for something sweet. And in addition to all of that, there are the withdrawal symptoms. As I said earlier, sugar is widely believed to be just as addictive as many street drugs. This means that trying to quit will lead to some serious withdrawal, which can come in the form of headaches, an inability to focus, chills, and even muscle pain. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think that if withdrawal hits you and you've already been having a terrible day at work, that you'll be able to resist? I, I couldn't. And here's the worst part of this cold turkey strategy. The psychological effect of failure is massive. If your goal is to completely stop and then you mess up, it becomes far easier to quit completely and make no change at all. These reasons are why I'm an advocate of the tiny approach. Getting systemized, slowly reducing your consumption, choosing a date ahead of time and determining where you'd like to be by then, and then sticking to it. With this approach, you'll likely still experience some withdrawal, but the effects will be less intense. It's structured. You're making measurable progress that you can use as motivation. You're giving your body and your taste buds a chance to adopt the new changes. And most importantly, if you cheat, there's far less guilt attached and you'll be much more capable of continuing with the system long term. Number two, drink more water. This might seem obvious, but one of the easiest areas you can change in order to cut out sugar from your diet is simply in what you drink. Sodas and fruit juices, two things that make up a shockingly large percentage of our diets, are some of the highest sugar things you can consume. In fact, many people have said that a can of Coca-Cola has so much sugar in it that your body's natural reaction is to throw up. As a counter to this, they, meaning the company, add a chemical into it that allows your body to override that reaction. Now, I don't know for a fact if that's true, but it does highlight an important point. We are addicted to sugar in a major way and have been for our entire lives. Now, here's an easy life hack. Let's say you drink a single bottle of Coca-Cola three times a week, maybe with lunch or dinner or, or whatever. Just one bottle, three days a week. Each of these bottles has about 44 grams of sugar in it, which means that over the course of a month, you are consuming 528 grams of sugar just from that simple habit. Now, here's the part that's going to blow your mind a little. Picture a simple sugar cube. We've all seen them. If I came into your house and put 132 sugar cubes on your table and told you that by the end of the month, you had to eat all of them, what would you do? 
probably laugh me out the door or get angry or, you know, just not do it. But I'm, I'm willing to bet that you wouldn't do it. I certainly wouldn't. Well, 528 grams of sugar is the equivalent of 132 sugar cubes. So in this simple scenario, you are effectively sitting down and shoving every single cube into your face by the end of the month. That's insane. The problem is that it, we're disconnected from it. We see 44 grams of sugar and we have no real visual understanding of what that means. But if you replaced even just a single one of those Cokes each week with a seltzer or sparkling water, it would save you 176 grams of sugar per month or 44 sugar cubes. That's how big of an effect a tiny change like that can have. And fruit juices are no better. Trust me, this one hurts to hear because I'm personally a big fan of apple juice. But here's the thing. Fruits have a lot of sugar in them. A single apple has about 19 grams. So two is nearly the same as a single bottle of Coke. But when it's in fruit form, the fibers from the fruit helps our body break down that sugar and deal with it. But when you buy apple juice at the store, you're getting all of the sugar without the fibers. Plus, in many cases, you're getting added sugar. Not to mention, it often takes more than just a single apple to make the juice. So all in all, a single glass is giving you a butt ton of sugar that has no fiber in it to help you deal. Here's the point. If you can replace a few of your drinks each month with water, you'll be doing an enormous amount to cut back on your sugar consumption. And finally, number three, be kind to yourself. This one is kind of out there, but please remember to be kind. You are an addict. We all are when you really think about it. And for most of us, it's not our fault. Growing up, many of us were constantly exposed to advertisements for Kool-Aid, Capri Sun, Coca-Cola, Fruit Roll-Ups, Gummy Bears, Captain Crunch, and pretty much any other high sugar thing you can think of. Sugar is used at high levels in virtually all fast food and most food that you can buy when you go out to eat because it makes it taste better. We're addicts. And we're addicts because we've been raised in a culture that is made up of addicts. It's that simple. And now you're trying to break that addiction and cut it out of your life while still living in a culture that is consistently pushing sugar on you. Do you see why that might be so hard? Why you'll probably fail a million and a half times? Why the quest to remove sugar will always be a lifetime struggle? When you decide to remove sugar from your life, you need to be kind to yourself. This is going to be hard. Literally, no one is on your side and everyone is actively working against you. But it is possible. And with kindness, effort and persistence, you will get there. What won't get you there, though, is getting upset at yourself if you have a setback. Getting frustrated and letting yourself stress out about it will only make it much more difficult to get things going again because you'll convince yourself that you're just going to fail anyway. Instead, be kind, brush it off and pick it back up quickly. So there you have it. Three honest ideas to help you on your sugar journey. I hope this helps. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Twitter or on Facebook or, you know, wherever, just to let me know how your journey is going. Now, if you're interested in learning more, I recommend the book The Case Against Sugar, in which the author makes the case that sugar is the tobacco of a new generation, an addictive substance so widespread, backed by lobbyists, and that is slowly killing us without our knowledge. Admittedly, I haven't read the book myself yet, but it has some fantastic reviews and a fantastic concept, so it's definitely going on my to-read list. If you'd like to get the book for free, head over to tinyleapsbook.com right now and start a free trial of Audible. 
where you'll be able to choose any audiobook you want and get it 100% free. That's it for this episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Thank you for listening. And if you like the show, please remember to leave a review and to hit subscribe so that brand new episodes can be delivered directly to your favorite listening device. Be sure to sign up for Pilot ahead of its launch. For those of you who missed the beginning, Pilot is our brand spanking new newsletter that you can think of as the daily guide to a better you. Sign up today and start getting incredible content sent directly to your inbox every day at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. This content is perfectly designed to help you on the journey to self-improvement. So I highly, highly recommend heading over to tiny.am slash pilot and signing up right this second. Until the next episode, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember, all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Every day, every day, every day, every day.